0: are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 7th, Saturday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer for BlazersX.com. Writer for the Vancouver Columbian. I'm uh, going to be up front with you on this episode today. It's going to be rather short because there's not going to be a whole lot to talk about. It is 3 o'clock right now in Portland. It is snowing, and about 15 minutes ago, the NBA and the Portland Trailblazers announced that they were making the call to postpone the game that was supposed to be played tonight at the Moda Center against the Detroit Pistons. They are moving that game to January 8th. That's tomorrow. At the Moda Center, Blazers-Pistons, if you were planning on going, you can still make it to that game if, you know, obviously if the weather conditions and all that allow Uh, in in the area. uh, They're moving that game. It's at 6 p.m. tip because it's a Sunday, uh, moving from a Saturday game, so they're going to tip off tomorrow's game, at least as of right now. uh, They're going to tip off the game against the Detroit Pistons, which will – Give Portland uh, one fewer day rest, uh, I suppose, or I guess they're getting an extra one now, uh, but they're not going to get as much rest in between the game against the Pistons and their game Tuesday, I believe it is, against the, yes, it's Tuesday, against the Los Angeles Lakers. So uh, Portland's game, as of now, Saturday, January 7th, postponed and rescheduled for tomorrow, January 8th obviously the league and the blazers and the pistons would all like to get that game played so as to prevent uh, a scenario like the blazers had a couple of years ago when they had to fly all the way across this all the way across the country to make up a game that was postponed several months earlier and they had to fly out in april right you know about a week or a week or two before the playoff started so uh, I don't think either team while neither team is is currently in the playoff picture I don't think either one of them want to save this game for later on in the season but uh, luckily both teams have a schedule so that they can play the game in the immediate future so uh, Blazers and Pistons postponed for one day so just uh, letting you know if you are either at home waiting to watch the game, maybe you didn't hear about it, maybe you're not on Twitter, or whatever, and you, you follow the podcast. Uh, just wanted to let you all know uh, I I'm w- um, I'm going to cover that game because uh, it was it was planning on going tonight, but uh, obviously they, they canceled. So, uh, but will be there uh, on Sunday. Have some kind of uh, report uh, of from the of some observations uh, from that game. Uh, f- between the Blazers and Pistons at a time that uh, the Blazers are saying is is, is a must-win time. Uh, Terry Stotts said that after the victory over the Lakers on Thursday that these next three games are games that they've really got to stri- that they've really got to string together to, to get back into the playoff picture. And uh, Detroit, a sub-500 team that's had a lot of infighting, that's had a, a lot of uh, interesting stuff happen, Reggie Jackson and, and and Stan Van Gundy Van Gundy have been feuding on and off. It seems like Van Gundy has been very uh, has not been very shy to call out his players so far this season. So uh, he, he the, the 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 Pistons are not having a, a good season either. So uh, Portland really needs to take advantage of that. Uh, they obviously will not be able to tonight. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, the, but they are going to move that game to tomorrow. It should be – the TV schedule should remain the same. If you're planning on watching that, they're going to show that one on uh, Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. So, Blazers, Pistons, the uh, matchup that you wanted, maybe maybe you didn't. Of course you did. Uh, it will resume on Sunday, 6 p.m. at the Moda Center. So that game will not be one of those that we'll have to reschedule and wait on uh, several months into the future. Now, there was some other stuff that that came out today, uh, more news regarding the Blazers. That uh, is not just the postponement of this game against the Detroit Pistons. If you recall back a couple of days ago, the last time we podcasted, the last time we had an episode was uh, – right after the the Lakers game, the same day that the Blazers acquired a 2017 first-round pick from the Cleveland Cavaliers in exchange for Cleveland's 2018 first-round pick that they had sent to Portland last season at the trade deadline. So Portland now equipped with two first-round picks, and maybe that is relevant to uh, the conversation That has been sparked by a nugget of news coming from ESPN's Mark Stein. Stein following up on the Corver trade and rumors that the Hawks may be listening to deals for their best player, Paul Millsap, who obviously would fit in, in many places, including Portland, the but the report that stein has is not about the blazers and paul millsap it is about the blazers and phoenix sun center tyson chandler chandler obviously uh has has had a great career as a center won a championship in dallas where terry stotts was an assistant coach uh now almost 6 years ago chandler was the anchor of that defense and he was was with the Knicks for a few years went back to Dallas and then is signed in the offseason that LaMarcus Aldridge left Portland he Chandler signed with Phoenix that same offseason and Phoenix tried to pitch Aldridge to come to Portland to team up with Chandler and Eric Bledsoe and all all the guys that they have there and it, Chandler it is obviously he he's a lot older than most of the guys on Phoenix's roster. that they did add some vets in the offseason. They brought back Jared Dudley, Leandro Barbosa, but Chandler while he has played a lot this season for the Suns and has been productive, he's played in 29 games so far this season of their 37 games. So uh, you know he hasn't been there as, as much as you'd hope, but he he has started in 28 games, which is is pretty good for the Suns this season because they have not had a lot of guys that are around uh, a, a lot to start. Uh, they they've shifted their lineups a little bit, but uh, Chandler has has been in there for m- most of the season. We can definitely say uh, to what extent he is uh, the player that he used to be. Obviously, he can't play as many minutes anymore. Uh, his his minutes are around 27 which is around uh you know it's not that high and and it it makes sense because he's he's 34 years old at this point and uh is not necessarily the same guy but uh, one thing that he can do that the Blazers have had a lot of trouble with this season is rebounding he does make the Suns a better rebounding team when he's out there uh his, his defensive real plus minus is pretty good it's better than guys on the Blazers at least in defensive real plus minus maybe not on the overall plus minus uh Mason Plumlee still rates out pretty good there but uh Tyson Chandler is averaging uh, 11.6 almost 12 rebounds per game this year at that at the age of 34 so that that uh is maybe a good sign and 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 well, not maybe a good sign. It, it's just something that the Blazers have not really had. They just don't have a guy that can really just gobble up a bunch of rebounds and maybe Chandler, maybe they're looking at Chandler to be that guy. Uh, obviously Stein is, is very plugged in. He he uh, is reporting at one of the best at, at, at reporting on, on the trade wins. And uh, if they're looking at Chandler, obviously it's something that we should take seriously. And while, uh Chandler was signed to a massive deal uh, a couple of years ago when they were very aggressive in trying to sign LaMarcus Aldridge and revamp the team via free agency and and, and Chandler's deal at the time was like whoa it was a 4-year deal I believe it was somewhere in the ballpark of 60 something million dollars and he has 2 years left after this season but he's getting paid 12 million this year, 12.4 to be exact, and then he's making 13 million next year and 13.5 the season after. To put that in perspective, comparing it to say some of to say the the market of centers that that were signed in this past offseason, Timofey Mozgov set the market. And over the next 3 years, he's making well he's making 16 million this year he's making 15.2 nearly 15.3 million the next and then he's making 16 and 16.7 in 2018 and 2019 20 so that's a lot more than what you're paying for for Tyson Chandler now Mozgov is younger but you're have you have Chandler on your uh, on your roster for one fewer seasons and while he is a little bit older. I, I think the fact that you're paying him less helps make up for that a little bit. And maybe that may not mean great things for what, what they think about the future for their centers. But it's all about who they're going to trade. I, I'm not sure. And at the same time, if you're Portland and you're looking at your cap situation and you're looking at Phoenix, who definitely would like to unload uh, that contract so they can uh, open up some cap space perhaps in future seasons Maybe Portland is able to to manage uh, getting a pick in return for taking Chandler on. But uh, I, I don't think that that's that realistic because if you were Phoenix in that position, you would say, all right, they want a center. Their center situation is pretty bad. You look at the market that was set last year and Chandler is definitely fairly priced at the price that he's at now. Maybe even a little bit of a value when you compare him to guys that got big deals like Mozgov, Jan Mahinmi, Bismack Biombo, Chandler is at least better than those guys when he's healthy and he's a he's a really strong screen setter and he's a really good roller to the rim which the Blazers just do not have you know I love that Plumlee is a great short roll guy a guy that catches the ball at the middle of the floor free throw line free throw line free throw line extended maybe even higher and can make plays with the ball in his hands but it really hurts the Blazers sometimes when they don't have someone rolling to the basket and sucking the defense down into the paint. Now, Maurice Harkless has given them a little bit of that this season as an off-ball cutter where he can use his body and his wide frame and post guys up and create space under the basket, but they don't have a consistent presence around the rim that can catch, convert, and and score baskets. And uh, another thing to consider is that the Blazers maybe had that guy last year when it came to setting screens making baskets down in the paint maybe they had that guy but Ed Davis seemed like that guy last year and, and he just he hasn't been the same guy he he's not shooting the ball as well he's not finishing at the same rate and while Chandler and and you can say all things you want about his age and, and the contract and how long he's under contract and that he'll be 37, I think, by the end of the contract. His field goal percentage is still really good. He's still shooting 65%, and, and you don't want your center taking a ton of shots, especially with all the guys on the Blazers that need shots. You have Turner, Crabb, obviously Lillard and McCollum. Uh, Aminu needs his touches sometimes. Harkless is, is is getting shots now so you don't need your center to take up any to soak up any possessions really and, and Plumlee is not really providing you a ton of scoring either so if your center is just setting really good screens and rolling hard to the rim and sucking the defense in and playing passable defense then hey maybe we're talking uh Chandler has not been the same I think impact defender. We can definitely say that that he has been over the course of his career. But with that said, it still might be better than I think it. I think it's safe to say it's better than what the Blazers have on the roster right now. He's a very good screen center, very good roller, very good talker on defense, and and he's smart. You know, he 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 could probably really help the Blazers if he were on the team. The contract isn't great, but. I don't necessarily think that ponying up for $65 million of Mason Plumlee is that great either. And at this point uh, Chandler's contract is going to be what uh, two years after this it's going to be two years, 26 million. So 26 and a half million. So to, to me, that's a little bit more palatable for if you're the Blazers, uh, than signing Plumlee to that really big long-term deal or, Maybe if they, if they figure out a way to uh, move Myers Leonard in the deal or move someone else that may take up some salary cap space and then they keep Chandler and Mason Plumley, maybe that's something. Because Chandler kind of can give you that defensive specialist role where Plumley can then come in and give you more, almost an offensive specialist role, even though he has, I think, maybe been a little bit better defensively uh, at times over the last couple of weeks. But I, he hasn't been good enough to really trust in that long term. But the the Tyson Chandler rumor is an interesting one because it, it it would mean it could mean a lot of different things for for guys on the Blazers roster. It would be interesting to see who they package to send, what Phoenix would give up to unload that contract. There's a lot of factors here uh, that would go into that discussion because. Portland can talk themselves into Tyson Chandler helping them, sure, but they can also talk themselves into hey, or or at least maybe talk Phoenix into hey, you know we're going to take this guy off your hands, and I think I think he will help us, but we also don't want to be sitting here a couple years later, a couple years later, and maybe he's hurt and and be screwed, and we know that on some level we're doing Phoenix a favor if if you're Neil O'Shea and you're talking about that trade because they they're not really in a place where they need a guy like Tyson Chandler. They're basically a rebuilding team. So I think there's a lot of factors here that cut both ways that can make negotiations if they are going on very interesting between Neil O'Shea and Ryan McDonough. So uh, Tyson Chandler being on the market and being a potential target of the Blazers is really interesting. Portland has not been rumored to have any interest in Paul Millsap and with good reason given several factors, Portland's reputation and history as a free agent market. The fact that Millsap is a free agent at the end of this season, so it wouldn't be maybe the best call to give up, say, one of those two first-round picks for a guy who's going to leave and a guy who may help the Blazers secure a playoff spot and maybe move up one or two spots. But with the start the Blazers have had, they may not get any higher than 6 even if they get on a run so uh get doing all that giving up a first round pick just to get the 6 seed i don't know if if that's the uh the right call but who knows uh who knows what they're thinking who knows uh what uh the market will do there's obviously lots of guys that the blazers can target lots of big men that the blazers could target another guy that uh you know, may come up. The people talk about the heat tanking. Uh, he hasn't come up yet. It hasn't necessarily been reported by a lot of uh, major outlets yet. But who knows if, if maybe they could talk my talk to Miami about Hassan Whiteside because they Miami wants to get rid of Goran Dragic and they gave up two first round picks to get Goran Dragic a couple of years ago. Then they got some bad luck with the Chris Bosh stuff and his uh, blood clot situation that made the growth of that team stagnate and D and Wade left. And that team is not the same anymore. So they gave up picks to win in the present and now, and they didn't win. So now they're in a position where they're trying to get rid of dragons. They're trying to get draft picks. And the current collective bargaining agreement has also made it extremely difficult or not difficult. It's made it less. It's made it harder for teams like the heat that want to, take other teams free agents in free agency it's incentivized players to stay with their current teams big time so Miami may just have to tank and if you're Portland you've got two first round picks that you can dangle so um uh, and, and, and they're definitely not asking for Dragic either so that's a, a another thing to watch who, who knows uh what could happen? Obviously, Whiteside has expressed that Portland was his second choice uh, to me uh, about a month ago. And and then also you have the fact that Whiteside and C.J. McCollum are tight. Uh, they both have the same agent, same business manager. So there's obviously a relationship there, too, and not just the fact that, um, you know, he's a big man and, and fills a need. So uh, lots of interesting stuff happening right now. Uh. The Corver trade, according to Stein, seems to have kicked off uh, the trade season. So uh, there could be more chatter. A uh, lot of uh, contract deadlines uh, are, are coming up, where guys are going to be fully guaranteed and or released. Or guys like the Blazers' free agents that they sign. Some of them will have trade restrictions come off uh, on January fifteenth too. Guys like Myers, Leonard, guys like Mo Harkless. Not that I think they would trade uh, Harkless at this point, but you never know. Everybody's on the table pretty much, I guess. So, uh, Blazers game postponed for tomorrow, Sunday. They're going to move the game that was supposed to be played today, January 7th, to Sunday at 6 p.m. against the Detroit Pistons, and uh, ESPN reporting that the Blazers have been tracking tyson chandler have interest in him uh to what end we do not know but uh always interesting and it seems like obviously portland is is into making moves after acquiring that first round pick the other day they've got a little bit more in the war chest to play with with about um say six weeks here until the trade deadline so uh it should be uh, an interesting time and, and and like i mentioned on the other uh on the last podcast uh, after Thursday. It's a really interesting time in the NBA because you have the Cavs and the Warriors who are stockpiling assets basically to go at each other and you have everybody else you have 28 other teams trying to figure out what they're going to do and maybe Toronto gets in the mix by getting Paul Millsap but it's going to be really interesting uh, how all these other teams react and how uh, the Blazers could could maybe benefit from this or or, or, or how the market Acts so uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, TuneIn FM, Google Play, wherever you can get a podcast. Uh, really appreciate uh, if you could leave a five star review. Uh, if you'd like to message us, uh, send us an email at lockdownblazers@gmail.com. Send us some questions. Uh, We will do our best to answer them. Uh, We're going to have Dane Carbaugh on again soon uh, to do uh, another one, uh, another episode where we answer listener questions. And, uh, yeah, we will be in touch uh, after the game on Sunday or if anything else uh, pops up between now and then. So stay locked on, Blazers, and we will catch you next time.